Hey guys, it's me. Not that you were expecting anyone else. Anyways, Gaming After College has a sponsor. I know, right? We're getting with the times. It's pretty exciting. Anyways, our sponsor of today's episode is Anchor. Anchor is a brand new service that lets you make podcasts, and they make it very easy to do so. All you need to do to make a podcast is right there on their app and right there on their website. On top of that, they handle automatic distribution of your podcast to various different platforms. So you don't have to do anything with RSS feeds. And then they look for sponsorships for your podcast with absolutely no minimum amount of listenership, which is great for me because I think I only have five of you guys out there listening to my beautiful voice and uh, keep going. Thanks, guys. The best part about Anchor, it's absolutely 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Go and try it out. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Gaming After College, the only podcast that helps you manage your gaming time and your busy life. This is your host, Manny, speaking. Today, we will be reviewing Wacamelee 2. Let's get started. As always, before we get started with the uh, main topic of the episode, I do have some quick updates. So the giveaway I had I had planned and I was giving away for the last episode of Spider-Man DLC, um, I'm still giving that away. Uh, I actually barely had any submissions and I would like to get just a little bit more before I announce a winner. So please go ahead and listen to last week's episode or the last episode of Spider-Man DLC. And... Uh, tune in for the question, send me your answer at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com or at GAC underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, quick updates on gaming for you all. Uh, I recently bought Super Mario Maker 2, um, as I said I would, and I'm having a lot of fun with that. Expect an episode on that maybe next month. And I actually just finished Detroit Become Human. And I did mention that in the last episode, I believe, where you could have gone to Detroit Become Human for free on the PlayStation Network if you were part of PlayStation Plus. And I decided to grab it. It didn't take me that long to finish. I've always been a fan of uh, Quantic Dream games. And I do not regret it. It was a fun time. So I can't wait to record that episode, um, give you my thoughts on that. Um, let's see. I think... I think that's about it at this time. Oh, actually, I am going to probably buy for the first time in like 15 years a Yu-Gi-Oh game. Yes, the the card game Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, there's a new Yu-Gi-Oh game coming out. Uh, I saw it at Anime Expo when I went last month. Uh, yes, last month. And it's called Legacy of the Duelist. And it looks pretty badass. And it comes out on August 20th. All right. Without further ado, let's get started with Wakamili 2. Gotta relax. This is Earth Radio. And now here's human music. Hmm. Human music. I like it. Alright, cool. So, Wakabili 2 is a platformer game where you play Luchador. Now, Luchador, for those of you who do not do not know, is a Mexican wrestler. Uh, you ever seen the ones with the masks? Actually, if you ever seen Mysterio in WWE, he resembles a Luchador. And uh, so anyways, you play as Juan Aguacate, um, which literally means Juan Advocado. And, uh, Advocado, yes. And... You, this takes place seven years after the first game. And in the first game, 
there was some threat to the 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 Mexiverse, the Mexican universe. I'm I cannot make this up, and. Uh, basically Juan becomes this super cool luchador um, he was already like a rookie and then he just becomes great and then uh, he saves the world in fact the first mission of Wakamili 2 is you're playing the final boss of Wakamili 1 and uh, the game is actually pretty interesting because the game breaks the fourth wall all the time so when you play the first mission of Wakamili 2 which is actually the last mission of Wakamili 1 um, you you easily beat the um, the main villain and then there, there's a little blurb that Juan, the main character, says. And he says, I remember that being harder. And uh, I, that, that actually made me chuckle. I played uh, Walking Melee 1. I got it for free years ago at the uh, PlayStation Plus. Um, I bought Walking Melee 2 for the Switch. So that's where I played it on. But you can also pick it up on the PlayStation on the PS4. So anyways, seven years had passed from the first game. And uh, Juan has now become this... Uh, he's he's in retirement right and you know what happens to champions in retirement right they, they get kind of bigger they 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 aren't as good as they used to be and uh that's exactly where we find juan he he settled down ha has a wife two kids and um he, he's kind of bigger and then there's like some threat to the uh to the mexiverse which is just the multiverse and he comes out of retirement he he puts on his luchador mask because you see him without the mask right he puts on his mask and then he he goes and so he ends up finding finding out that there's some guy named salvador who uh, i don't remember his last name but this guy named salvador who has this mask that makes him insanely powerful he's another luchador and he wants to collect these three pieces these three i think they're called uh jade pieces or time pieces and with all three of them, he can destroy the Mexiverse. And that's what he ultimately wants to do. So using your friends from the first game, Juan basically goes into a separate uh, multiverse, like a separate universe where he died in the first game. And so he actually spends most of his time in this other universe. And um, he basically tries to stop Salvador and his gang from collecting all three of these uh, these pieces these ancient pieces these ancient relics and uh, it, it makes for a very fun game um and a very interesting storyline um however i will say it is quite repetitive and i'll get to that in a bit um as far as gameplay goes for those of you who have played those old beat-em-up games that are just side scrollers or even even old school mario um it's somewhere in the in-between i would say the game it closely resembles is a, a metroid game uh, where you just have to keep going to the left and to the right and you know, it's just a, it's just a platformer um, however, Juan has these uh, These special abilities these special luchador abilities. So he he has like this super uppercut, which is red um, everything's color-coded in this game and the uppercut allows you to hit an enemy and with it with a lot of force but it can also be used as a uh, almost like a double jump even though you can already double jump it can be used as a almost like a triple jump or a higher jump and then he he has this other ability which is blue that has like the super fast punch and if you do it in midair it'll allow you to like let's say jump onto a ledge that will otherwise be unreachable from a regular jump so you would jump do a double jump and then use the blue to just punch your way across the across the way and then you land at the space that you couldn't get to before and he has a couple more abilities like that right he has an ability that allows you to i think it's called a frog body slam 
and it's green and it allows you to body slam. However, you know, you'll find blocks in the universe on the floor that are green and you can hit them with the frog body slam and you just unveiled a new, uh, a new path. And you'll find blocks of all the other colors, red and blue, and I think I'm missing a color. And that allows you to explore new regions of the world. And also there are enemies, um, and I'll get to that in a bit. There are enemies that you can, you have to use some of these moves to beat. So a typical level in um, Wakamele 2 is you you have to reach a sacred temple to to stop Salvador from getting this secret piece. And on your way there, uh, you'll get into like this area uh, as, you're, as you're just walking, right? You'll, you'll, you'll start walking around and then you'll get into a special area where both the left and right exits of the screen are blocked and you have to defeat all the enemies within within that screen like that pop up and the enemies are usually like these skeletons because actually I completely forgot to for, forgot to mention um a way that you traverse from the multiverse is simply by having this gadget i'm forgetting what it's called but it allows you at the click of a button um i think it's like the l1 button it allows you to switch between the multiverses so sometimes you'll approach a, an area where these enemies pop out and there'll be a black outline so you can't see them but then that means you need to switch into the other multiverse and they'll be there and you'll, you're allowed to hit them and most often these uh, enemies are just skeletons they're, they're they're these weird skeletons that have different abilities uh some of them are bigger than others and You'll, you'll just have to just keep fighting them. And that's basically how the game the game is. You'll just keep running around, trying to get over obstacles, using all your special abilities, which can get insanely difficult and intricate. And then every now and then you'll be stopped from it, this uh, enemy blockade, and then you have to get through that. And then you get into a temple, and the temple is just a mini version of what happens on the outside. There's also a lot of enemies, but then the temples are special because the temples have a uh, boss battle at the end of them. And then the multiverse switching isn't actually um, only just for fighting, it's also for running around. What you'll find is as you're running through the map trying to get to this um, this palace or this uh, temple to, to stop the, the to stop Salvador, is you'll find that sometimes um, the ground is faded out or the ground is glittery. And that means you need to switch into the other, the other uh, universe to get there. And you have to really fine tune what you're doing because you'll you'll jump you'll jump you'll do your uppercut you'll do that that forward slash or the forward punch that i mentioned earlier and then you have to switch into another multiverse to hit a platform that would otherwise be unaccessible um if you were in the uh, previous universe so it can get very difficult very intricate really fast um the first hour of the game though is just juan relearning everything because he was in retirement so he forgot everything um, but once you learn everything, the game pretty much doesn't hold your hand anymore. Uh, the game is basically, uh, all right, you know what to do. Go for it. You played number one, right? And that's it. Um, there is a perk system, however, and I, and I feel like I should mention this. For any enemy you destroy, you get coins. Um, they kind of look like Mario coins. And you just got to keep destroying enemies. And as you go through every town that you encounter, you'll meet this new uh, helpful helper. Helper that was actually in the first game and they will help you uh, hone your skills so once you unlock them they unlock a skill level tree and they're all for something different one of them is for your vitality so your health one of them is for how hard you punch and whether or not uh you get stronger another one's for um, a special ability that i have yet to mention but i will in a bit 
Um, so this perk system just costs coins and then you just gotta keep going. You just gotta keep playing and you can unlock everything. In fact, my favorite one in the vitality tree branch is uh, healing yourself. So you heal yourself in this game by um, collecting these coins. They also count as health points. But once you reach a high enough level in the vitality perk tree, you're able to just meditate. It's really cool. So you'll be fighting a big boss. I actually did this. You'll be fighting a big boss. You're about to die. If you find a pattern in the big boss that allows you maybe two seconds of, uh, of, of free time, you can just meditate for those two seconds and you'll just gain a little bit of health. Um, you're allowed to do this up until full health, however. You can just meditate for 10, 15 seconds straight. But during a boss fight, that's not possible. Um, but I did find myself using this ability a lot as I was playing the game because this game is actually pretty difficult. And then finally, a special ability I have yet to mention is an ability that Juan was able to do in the first game. However, in this game, you get a whole separate plot line and side quest with this ability. And this is Juan's ability to turn into a chicken. Again, I can't make this stuff up. Um, basically, he turns into a chicken who has a belt, by the way, so it's great. He's like wearing pants. Um, and this chicken, this chicken form allows you to run a little faster and it also has its own special ability. So think the uppercut and the, the forward punch that I mentioned earlier. This uh, chicken allows you to do this uh, this sort of dash, dash action. Um, that allows you to skip over open spaces, which is pretty cool. And then it also has this um, sweeping slash that's diagonal. And it's like it's almost like the chicken's flying, even though he's not he can't fly. Um, and then even as a chicken, if you're falling, you can actually slightly float down by flapping your wings repeatedly. So it's really cute. It's really interesting. And the chicken actually has its own perk tree. So um, as you're playing the game, you have your normal set of, of, of abilities as a luchador, then you have your ability to switch between multiverses, and then you have your ability to switch into a chicken, and the chicken has its own abilities. So combine all this as you're playing the game, you'll find that some of the levels have these puzzles that need you to use all of those abilities just to get through it. And then some of the enemies actually have these um, these uh, almost color-coded shields around them, right? So one of them is red. You have to hit them with your uppercut because that's red. Or one of them is like a, like a purple. So you got to hit them with the chicken to, to break the shield and then you can hit them normally. Um, so this game is actually very interesting um, and it's very frustrating actually. There were a couple boss fights where I wanted to throw my Switch because it's very intricate. Like the game wants you to do everything precise. Um, but it makes for a fun experience, but also an aggravating one. And this is also an experience you can share. Um, if you want to uh, share this frustrating experience with friends, you totally can. Uh, you can play up to four people in one screen, uh, and you can do this easily with uh, you know your, your PS4. You just have multiple controllers, or you can do this on a Switch. You can use the Joy Cons, and then you can use the Pro Controller, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, you'll play as Juan's friends because Juan has a whole bunch of Luchador friends you can play as. These each other's friends are from the first game, and uh, I didn't really use the co-op thing because uh, I, I figured this game would be better played alone. Um, my significant other isn't too much of a gamer. We do play some games. In fact, I'm going to review one of those soon. Uh, but as for Wakamili, it was a little too hard, and uh, I decided to just tackle it on my own, and it did not take too long. It was just really hard. Uh, but there is the option of the co-op for any of you who are interested. 
Uh, and then finally, I do want to bring up the uh, cultural references. There are a ton of cultural references in this uh, in this game. And I'm not just talking about like like memes and stuff uh, and gaming cultural references, because there's a whole bunch. There's even um, <laughs> there's even a, a special level you can go to. It's called the Dank Universe. And then at the end of that level of the universe, it's its own special level. You you just get like a, a heart piece. Oh, yeah, that, that's another thing. To increase your 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 health capacity, you got to collect heart pieces. So three hearts make one whole heart. A whole heart increases your your overall health. Um, and then there's also a special one for stamina. And um, to use those special moves I mentioned earlier, the the chicken ones, normal ones, you they use stamina. And if you run out of stamina, you just gotta wait for a bit. Uh, Juan actually becomes red in the face, and you gotta wait for a while, not even a while, maybe a few seconds for your stamina to come back up so you can reuse your special abilities. Um, but you do increase those by finding chests to have your stamina, three pieces of stamina, go to one uh, stamina piece, and then three pieces of heart increases your overall health level. So anyways, I was in this dank universe and it's just one single level and there's these big billboards of memes, right? There's Grumpy Cat, I think there's a Cheeseburger Cat, and then there's also these uh, fourth wall breaking reviews of people who hated the first game. <laughs> it, it's hilarious, it's, it's actually really funny. In fact, you can't really die in this level, it's just a way of the developer showing like, hey, you know, here's all the hate we got and here's some memes, we hope you enjoy this. And that's it, and then you just go back to the regular universe. Um, aside from that, there's also a whole bunch of other cultural references. Um, a lot of Spanish is in the game, right? So um, whenever you collect like a full heart piece, it says pedazo uh, de uh, mi corazón, which literally means piece of my heart. Um, when you collect a piece of the uh, of the um, the stamina thing, it's called cercolito, which literally means uh, circle. And as you're conversing with all these different characters, they make a lot of jokes, a lot of fourth wall jokes, a lot of uh, um, a, lo a lot of just cultural gaming jokes, and they also sprinkle a whole bunch of Spanish every now and then. So it's actually really hilarious and really good. Um, for those of you who haven't guessed it, I am of Hispanic heritage, and so I really had a blast playing this game. And then finally, probably my favorite cultural reference is uh, at one point, and th th obviously if this hasn't been spoiler heavy, th this one will be, but at one point you do talk to Salvador's mom. So the main bad guy, you meet his mom and she tells this whole story. She's playing a guitar and she's telling this whole story about Salvador's upbringing, how he found the mask, why he wants to do what he's doing and how like, even though he's my son and he's doing all these bad things, I still love him. And then when she's done, she's like, anyway, here's Wonderwall. And then you hear like a slight beat of Wonderwall on the guitar. And it made me laugh out loud. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so in this game, you get you get your straight platformer. You get a whole bunch of puzzle solving and you get co-op play and you get a really hilarious script. And um, all that alone, like if, if that doesn't make you buy it, I don't know what will. But as always in this podcast, I do talk about how long to beat. So let's go ahead and do that. So if you wanted to just beat this game, straight shot through, barely get any of the additional hearts or additional stamina or additional side quests, because you can do some side quests, um, you're looking at about eight hours, eight and a half hours of gameplay. It's not too bad. That's about a, a work shift, if you, if you want to look at it that way. Maybe play an hour a day for eight days straight, and there you go. Uh, now, if you wanted to do some of the side quests as the chicken, and you wanted to collect a whole bunch of the hearts, but not necessarily all of them, you're looking at about 11 and a half hours. So still 
that's not too much. In fact, I believe that's what I did. I think I, I think my total gameplay was 12 hours long. I didn't get all the circulitos. I didn't get all the, the pieces of heart. I didn't get um, all the chicken stuff because the, the, the chicken stuff has its own subplot and its own uh, side quest line, which is pretty crazy. I did a couple of those missions, but I didn't do all of them, mainly because I didn't know where to go because the map is actually fairly large. Um, and then finally, if you want to do everything this game has to offer and you want to just get absolutely everything, you're looking at 13 and a half hours, maybe 14 hours. That's not too bad either. Um, 14 hours on a game that you can carry with you on the Switch or even just a game you can uh, play uh, at home while you have a, a break between work and dinner or maybe on the weekend, or maybe the kids are asleep or maybe whatever, right? So... 14 hours isn't that bad. You'll probably finish it in a couple weeks, playing an hour a day, or maybe you finish it a lot earlier than that. It depends on how much free time you have. Um, for me, it took me about 12 hours, as I mentioned it before. And currently, you can actually pick up Wacomelee 2 and Wacomelee 1 for the Switch in a bundle price of $40, so 20 bucks each. And I believe you can pick it up on the PSN store for $20. When I uh, when I picked it up on the Switch, I had already had Wacomelee One on the PlayStation, so I just bought Wacomelee Two, and it was twenty bucks, uh, I think twenty one, and uh, it was it was a well worth purchase, a small download, and I just hooked it up to my Switch, played it on the way to work, played it maybe at work during my breaks. So I'm not saying anything, and then um, I just finished that game in roughly one two weeks, so it wasn't too bad. And if you listen to last week's episode and submit your answers to the giveaway, you might actually have an Amazon gift card headed your way. Just saying. Uh, all right, guys. So I talked about the gameplay, the storyline. I talked about some of my favorite key pieces. Gave you an update on what I'm gaming at. What I'm game? No, gave you an update on what I'm playing. And uh, I did talk about how long to beat. I hope you enjoyed this review. And uh, again, if you have any criticisms, any comments, any concerns, uh, please go ahead and send me an email at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com and uh, reach out to me on Twitter at GAC underscore podcast. Again, this is a one man operation. So any sort of advice you have, I will be taking it and I will be uh, adjusting my podcast as it goes. Uh, I am trying to learn to be a better podcaster. So please go ahead and send me your your criticisms and uh, or even just suggestions. If there's a game you want to hear about or a game that, you know, hey, Manny, I've, uh, yeah, like, hey, Manny, I've heard all these guys talk about uh, modern warfare. Can you can you check that out and I'll go ahead and rent it, buy it, whatever. Obviously, for those of you who don't know, Modern Warfare is actually getting, I think it's a remaster or a remake of some kind. It comes out in October. Uh, a lot of my friends are like, hey, let's play it. Let's play it. Um, we'll see what happens. So uh, please go ahead, reach out to me. I'm always available. And uh, for the giveaways, obviously, listen to last week's episode. And next week, I will be doing yet another giveaway. So there you go. 2525 equals 50. You can get your uh, Wacomelee 1 and Wacomelee 2 for the Switch, or you just get a whole bunch of other games. Or, hey, just buy stuff you need, you know? These giveaways aren't specifically for games. Whatever. I'm just giving them away. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Gaming After College. This is your host, Manny. Manny.